0: episode 9 of Waxpat Lyrical, the NFL UK card podcast. Special Super Bowl edition here today, we'll be reviewing uh, the Super Bowl later. And probably looking back on some of our picks from the start of the season. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, let's meet your starting presenters.
1: Ryan Slaughter, 5'4", four, hundred and eighty pounds Birmingham City University. A new proud owner, um, probably briefly, uh, of a Panini White Box 1 of 1.
2: Dan Hewitt, five foot ten, two hundred and two pounds. The
0: U of Life. Brian Waters, six foot two. This week, I'm actually indoors in the warm and not sitting in a cold car park somewhere. Right then, gentlemen. Uh, before we go into hobby news, uh, have we hit any cards recently in breaks or uh, or been outbid on stuff? I know Ryan, you you teased us there with your sketchy one of one that you obtained. Uh, yes. What did you get?
1: Uh, yeah, So. Um... Long story short, which is a long story, but uh, yes, I had a redemption in that Steve put in with our big breakers crew. Um, Basically, there's 10 of us that get together every year. We enter big breaks, and at the end of the year, we have a really fun draft for all the cards. Last year, I kind of maybe made a bit of a mistake, I thought, but uh, at the time, which was that I drew in the first round, uh, JJ Watt Redemption for Immaculate, which was number 10. A year later, that card never came in, (laughs) so... um, I I said to Steve, look, let's let's see if we can get the one of these uh white boxes. Um Steve went and got one for himself, so we had two boxes. I uh told Steve that he could pick whichever box he wanted to open first as his. And he uh he pulled a one of one white box um Kurt Warner out of Encased and then I had a white box one of one uh Drew Bree's Flawless Two Thousand and Fifteen, I think it is. Um, uh, which was originally it's an emerald out of, out of five, um, but that's a pretty sweet pull. Well,
0: where do we start with this? I'm sure Dan is itching to <laughs> yeah, have <no>. a word. <laughs> no, I mean I'm the one of one collector that
2: thinks it's probably not a one of one. Unfortunately, I mean it is because it's stamped and it says it's a one of one. So, you know, we've talked about it. Canini yeah. doing tricks like this, just just buying back cards and sticking a stamp on there
0: and saying, right, oh, I've made that a one of one now. <laughs> Have you really? Is this, is this even a buyback though? Is it not the fact that I'm sure when Panini do like the Emerald sets, which are out of five for, for flawless every year, I'm sure they must print seven or eight of them, get the guys to sign them. And the best five, they probably stamp one of five, two of five, et cetera. Is this not just stock they've got lying around? that they thought, I know let's whack a uh, Panini white box one of one on it and send it out as such.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly. exactly it. That's exactly the case. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not going to go back just because a, a a pulled one from my my original on it's it's on record. Uh, you could listen to uh, previous podcast episodes and see me rant about it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it. I don't think it's a genuine one-on-one, um, but it's a pretty sweet pull. Um, and uh, like I said, it's highly unlikely I'm going to keep it. Um I've got a bit of a got to look at the long term as a collector sometimes. Um and Purdue Breeze isn't the direction I want to go in, so um but it is a sweet pool. Our UK followers expect to see the card in a draw sometime soon.
0: Dan have you
2: hit any cards recently? I haven't been in any breaks recently, to be honest. Um I did pick up some <laughs> here we go. Are they one ones? I picked up um, some printing points. Um three Jabril preppers printing points yeah so i'm looking forward to the to the breaks we've got coming up over the weekend so um i think i'm in three in the, the uk cards group um a couple of big mixers and playbook at the moment there might probably be another one or two added to that um before it's all said and done and then we've got looking out to see what the um, ultimate box breaks decide to do with regards their big super bowl mixer and possibly the mojo mixer as well so that should be a good weekend
0: yeah, we were all in uh, in part of our big breaks team. We were in the uh, Ultimate Box Breaks uh, season opening break. Hopefully the details got up tonight because his breaks are always really good fun uh, and very good value for money as well. We we picked up, as regular listeners know, we picked up the bills before. Uh, so come <laughs> come March, April time, any Nathan Peatman collectors out there, <laughs> especially in the UK, your luck might be in. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Uh, I've continued my quest for uh, sorting out my Seahawks contenders rainbows. As such, uh, too many Rashad penny cards out of his cards are just stupidly expensive because he's a first round pick. So I'm I'm not bothering with that. But I'm trying to complete the rainbows bar the Super Bowl uh, tickets for for the other four rookies in there. Even though one of them is only uh, has now got the Jackson Magoo, the quarterback. So uh, I'm only one card away from completing the the rainbows. For that, I just need the Shaquille uh, Shaquilleen Griffin. His uh, cracked ice is two variations one in the white jersey, I've got that. It's the blue one that I need, but I keep getting uh, outbidden at the last minute because um, I'm working days at the moment, so I'm not around at three in the morning to try and get my bids at the last minute, and I seem to lose right at the last. But we'll come back to uh, eBays and bids like that later on in the program. Right, guys, let's move on to hobby news. Just a few items that have caught our eye in the last few days. Uh, Tom Brady uh, appearing in about his 355th Super Bowl this Sunday. It seems like that to most non-Patriots fans anyway. Uh, His cards are the Holy Grail for football collectors in the modern era. One of his cards sold uh, 2016 for $250,000. It was contenders... Uh, variation. Uh, they're numbered out of a hundred, graded as well. This very card has been put back on the market, and it ends in uh, five hours' time. Current bidding is at one hundred and ten thousand so dollars. I'm sure it'll go a lot higher than that. Uh, I think Dan's got uh going to be up late, and he's going to be uh, putting the the Stoke mortgage on there. If that's good news for Becky. She might be live in a shed this time tomorrow. <laughs> uh, do we think that this Brady card that sold for a quarter of a million? Uh, back what, 3 years ago as is now so in 2019 do you think this is at the top of the 250,000 it went for or do you think it's going to go for under that dan
2: uh, i think it'll break the
0: record myself
2: to at the time that's that's the most expensive football card ever sold and it's the it's the very card that's that's selling again tonight i know in the week um the big tom brady collector i think his name's louis Popper g is it? Yeah, Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Loop, loop um, up, yeah, yeah I, I believe he sold one in the week for sixty-five thousand, and it isn't quite, it isn't graded quite as high as uh, as what this one is that's that's selling tonight. So, um, fingers crossed, when we get up tomorrow morning. We might have like a new record, a record card sold ever, which would be great for the hobby,
0: actually. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of money in the hobby. Uh, there's a couple of Seahawks collectors that seem to have a lot of money, but. We we won't. I I won't bitch and moan. Not not uh, on air anyway. So there we go. Next item. Away we go, gentlemen.
1: Yes. So we have the uh, return of Alliance of American Football, Um, and Tops are going to be producing cards. Um, Obviously, it all kicks off on the tenth of February. Um, For those in the UK, I'm not quite. I don't think it's on. T V but you can get it you can watch all the games on the Alliance of American Football app. So there's free streaming. I'm not quite sure what to make of AAF. I'll be absolutely honest. I'm sceptical, but I'm going to give it a watch, um, mainly because of the, some of the players that are playing in it. Weren't some of my most favourite players of all time, uh, particularly notable ex-Titans players like Zach Mettenberger, David Cobb. Um, you'll be able to also see Andy, Aaron Murray. he said Andy Murray there. <laughs> uh, Trent Richardson, Blake uh, Sims, Christian Hackenberg. Um, string Stringfellow, Jalen Marshall. Yeah, so basically loads of NFL rejects. Um, but Tops are bringing out cards. They're bringing out Hobby Box, uh, which will be, I think, $72, and you get three autos in there. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not like massively excited, to <laughs> be honest, but I'll give it a go.
0: Third item. Dan, what can you tell us? Okay, so PSA
2: and DNA are making a change um, So the way they slab autographs. So PSA, DNA will um, grade cards. Um, If they grade a card, you get a uh, red and white label at the top of the case is the the standard for a graded card. They also grade autographs if if you've just got an autograph on a piece of paper or a piece of card. They'll authenticate that for you as well and grade that. Um, Previously, those have been sealed in a case with a blue strip across the top, um, but they're bringing it all under one banner. So they're all going to have the red and white. The red and white strippers card collectors what we're what we're probably more used to seeing um as opposed to the autograph collectors the only thing i've got to say on it is that if you are a sort of psa certified autograph collector and you've got a really solid set of autographs um whoever that may be oh, changing it up at this point feels a little bit i don't know how i would feel about having like 99 percent of my collection with blue label and
0: then having to having to change it up to red i don't know what I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, I think we all listened to a podcast last week where a guy from BGS was on was on a show and he was saying that they're now offering a just a, a plain grade with no subgrading as well, which could be slightly cheaper. So so that's interesting. That's but grading's a, a topic I'm sure we're gonna come back to in, in another episode in quite some some depth. So but we have a packed episode here tonight. We've got a guest interview coming up with uh, Ben from Midwest Box Breaks. That will be something to look forward to. Uh, They set up about about May, June time last year. Lovely guy. Uh, We've all had dealings with him here. So uh, that's coming up. But first of all, uh, we have something to uh, review. What are we reviewing, Dan?
2: We are reviewing Panini Limited Football 2018. Released on the 30th of January 2019. um, Five cards per pack, three packs per box, 14 boxes per case. You can expect two autographs and one mem card on average per box, and it's got a price point currently of $140 per box.
0: Excellent stuff, right? Let, let's let's delve straight into this, and let me jump in first here. Now, thank you, Panini, for uh, getting any unused, thin, uh, immaculate stock from the last couple of years, uh, and just claiming that it's limited football. It's the same. It's the same designs. It's Immaculate Light. It's like Immaculate has gone to Jenny Craig, been on a diet, and it's come out with slimmer, thinner cards with the same font, the same colours, the same patches in there. But it's, it's it's Immaculate Light. Now, I will give it... There are some really nice booklets in there uh, with six signatures in. We saw a Giants one uh, that Leighton's pulled yesterday. That's really good. Uh, but for me, it's... No, this is this is this is lazy from Panini. You are using immaculate stock. You've not even tried to change up a bit, guys. That's 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 my opinion. I'm I'm definitely not a fan of this product. So, uh, gents, what do you think, Ryan?
1: I totally agree with you. That, that, that it's it's there's a slight laziness to it in terms of I agree with you from the immaculate side of it. Um, I was quite excited about the pre-print uh, mock-ups for the Ring of Honor cards, but I've now seen them in the flesh. Um, I don't think they look as nice but that could just be the the pictures that i've seen when they've been pulled i don't know they don't look as good as they did in the mock-ups love the booklets like i said to you i'd uh, in a couple of the latent stuff and that they pulled um one of the six star signature booklets and from giants and that just looked really really nice um the, the one of the things i think the patches that i've seen come out have been really nice the there's I know that there probably will be lots of napkins out there but the ones that the couple of cases they pulled there there was a really, some really nice patches in there in there and I do like the base I think that yeah you know uh, I haven't seen too many of the booklets so um I don't know I'm guessing you get one a case maybe the the um the draft day type booklets um but look it's 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 okay. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna I, I, I think we all all of us caught have some place really with the Maclet thing, but, but it's alright, it's nice, I like the base, um but um it's it's not setting my world alight.
0: Dan, what do you think about uh, limited football?
2: Um I th- I'd echo what you guys have said, um with regards to it being like immaculate but i've I've possibly got a a bit of a different take on that um i'd agree as well that it's 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 possibly you could possibly see it as laziness they're just releasing um two products that pretty much look the same however it's not the first time that panini have done that with um xr and unparalleled and whatever other products that pretty much look the same um i'm a fan of immaculate so i I quite like the design and I, i like We've talked about the patches. The patches are lovely as they are in immaculate, um, and it possibly it's a, it's a cheaper way to get into immaculate if you like. If, if that's something that you, if that's something that you like and you, you like that design, but possibly can't afford a box of immaculate, well, this is sort of a step down from that, and at and a much more affordable price point, which I, I think is I think is a good thing. So, yeah, I'm 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 quite happy with them, and that that Giants bucket is absolutely stunning. Obviously, I'm a
0: Giants fan, so I'll. I potentially would say that, but that is a lovely thing. Is there? Is it? I have a ten or fifteen of those giants booklets. I think they're all limited to ten, fifteen. Some are even. No, five, that I think.
1: one's three. Or oh, three. Yeah, the one that they pulled was three. So in the in the pre-stock sell sheet, they they were supposed to be twenty-five or less, uh, apart from the one-on-one. But the one that they pulled on Layton's was numbered out of three. Wow. So, so I'm imagining that uh, uh, between the, them putting together the sell sheet and from release that yes the probably intention was 25 to less but probably some of those in the run were less like a lot less runs than than that probably three or two or four
0: and and you were wondering why we haven't seen many booklets pulled yet i think you've just answered that question there and then so basically yeah yeah. exactly because the sell sheet says less than 25 and it's for each one so it's i'd agree with Dan to a certain extent where it's good to get into immaculate but But the real Immaculate, thicker stock, and there's a lot more uh, patches and relics like helmet straps and chin straps and gloves and stuff, which are, all right, they're not autographs and they're not game-worn, they're not, you know what I mean? But they are good quality, proper memorabilia and stuff, which is probably why they're uh, three times the price of of Immaculate Light. Diet Immaculate, as it actually (laughs) appears to be. Looked on blowout cards earlier today to check out the pricing points. And blowout cards, uh, you can buy a case of the stuff, but uh, even day after issue, they're sold out. DNA was sold out as well. So we'll be expecting that usual tweet from Pinini in the next couple of days saying everything is sold out because it, it has. So anyway, But well, there we go. That's limited football reviewed. Uh, two up-and-coming new releases in the next uh, couple of weeks. Dan, what's coming out uh, that we should be keeping an eye on? So we've got uh, Panini
2: 1 that lands on the 6th of February and pa- Panini Plates and Patches lands on the 13th of February.
0: Okay, Plates and Patches we've we've talked about before uh, a little bit and we all know what Plates and Patches are. So let's concentrate on this Panini 1. We've touched on it in previous episodes, but now there's a sell sheet's come out. Uh, Ryan, what can you tell us about uh, Panini 1?
1: Well, Panini one. Um, I, I think I did the the show where I said talked about Panini one. We basically have one card um, nine, number to ninety nine or less. Uh, one box. I think there's twenty boxes to a case. Eighty um, percent of the run is 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 is. Uh, is Patch Autos, and I was slightly critical when I when I saw the sell sheet originally um, that I didn't think that they, it, it warranted the look of a high-end card. And as you, you pointed out, Brian, on the last show, you you know for that price point, you could. For that many cards, you can you could go get flawless. You could go get a case of flawless. So, um but I've seen some of the pictures um that Panini of uh, they take as normally as they take them off the production run and try and get these pictures out to hype up the product, um and they look a lot nicer than they did in the mock-up. So, um, I'm just going to wait. I think and see see what it's like when it breaks.
0: Dan, what do you uh, think of uh, Panini one? Oh, it's such a it's such a product. I mean. Um, you
2: guys know what I'm like with breaks and razors and stuff, and and taking a gamble. So <laughs> sounds right up my alley, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if you'd ever buy yourself a box, because um, it's so boom or bust. That you know, if you get if you buy a box of that for a hundred dollars, and and you get an absolute bang average player that's numbered to ninety nine, yeah, it's just going to be sickening. Um, random team case breaks yeah I'd, I'd probably I'd probably buy into one of them I don't think I'd ever get into any into any pick your team breaks um the Giants are just too expensive this year for me um with the ball yeah
0: but, um, yeah, but a, a random
2: team case break I'd be more than happy to to have a have a shot at it and see what see what comes out
0: yeah I think randoms were going like 79 99 on on mojo I believe for a, a random team but we looked at the first case they had up for Penini one. Yesterday on the website, and Seahawks were at $59 for a case of that. Uh, Ryan's Titans were at $49, but if Dan wanted is Giants, it was $299. Now that is exactly, yeah. If you pull. No, I was Barclay talking about the Titans
1: you... price personally, I don't um, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
0: If you pull a Barkley out of 99 are you still getting your money back at $299? Mm-hmm
1: probably mm. Mm. No, no, I, ooh, that's a great question
0: probably. I don't know that you are I don't know that you are ah, Well, what yeah. are his, cont- his contenders cards are going for people in for like 400 bucks but that's contenders because that is the rookie yeah. card that, of choice isn't it his prism ones go
2: on prism's unnumbered ones are just we don't know what the prism run is on. Um, so technically it could be i doubt it but there could be a thousand of them knocking about it's it's unlikely but you you, you don't know is the, is the thing and in uh, uk money this dude you're getting away with resin for 150 quid so if you're guaranteed you've got a card that's as nice at looking as panini one is numbered to 99 yeah i reckon you'd, you'd just about get your money back the issue is you've you've got 20 shots at it and you they're going to open 20 boxes in a case do you get one in that case? Do you get lucky? You might get two or three, even you never know. But that's 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 the gamble with it, isn't it? And it it's too big a gamble for me. You might as well just buy yourself three boxes. Which is the way I've looked at the Giants all year. I haven't I haven't been in any pick your team breaks because they're just they they're basically keeping the break afloat. The Giants are pretty much paying for every break this year. Um which I know every team goes through. <laughs> the Cowboys went through it a couple of years ago when they had Dak and Zeke and, and
0: what have you. So you know, it'll be somebody else's turn next year. <laughs> the product that it most compares to, we all agreed to when we looked at it, it, it does look like, we compared to families, it looks like Impeccable's flash uncles come for a visit. It, <laughs> it, it does. It looks like a jazz up... With,
1: with a toupee type, on.
0: But in a good way, yeah, yeah. With big cigars and expensive gifts and a couple of pots of caviar from Heathrow Terminal Freezes passing through. But it does look like a, a higher-end version... Of impeccable in a way, the nice colour pictures and stuff, and it's nice patches. I wonder what Barclays impeccable cards are, patches are going for.
1: Right, flawless is flawless stuff. Uh, the Penn State stuffs around about three hundred to two fifty dollars so yeah the, the thing is it's,
2: it's collegiate floors so obviously oh, oh yeah flawless, don't get me wrong in a giant's unit it's always going to be a little
1: bit more yeah don't get me wrong and you know i've talked about on the show that's why i collect collegiate floors because it's cheaper <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go so that's two products coming up soon uh i'm sure by the time the next episode drops, we will be reviewing Panini One and Dan will be showing off his out of 99 Barkley that he paid $300 to get in a break for. He <laughs> managed to sell for $65. <laughs> right, interview time now, as we mentioned earlier, it's time to hear from uh, Ben Smith from Midwest Box Breaks. Uh, Ben's been uh, going for a little bit of time now. Uh, breaks from Indiana. Ben, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome stuff. Uh when did you start Midwest Box Breaks and what made you uh set up?
3: Well, uh I'll say about a year ago. I kind of got back into collecting cards. I collected as a kid. Um, I stopped for a while. You know, adult stuff happens, you get married, you have kids, you start working, you stop having as much fun. Uh discovered alcohol, gambling, some cooler things. Uh got back into it uh Last year, I realized a lot had changed, and it was pretty intimidating at first, but uh, somebody told me about breaks. I bought into a few breaks. Uh, I was instantly hooked. Uh, I kind of have a little bit of a gambling bug in me. I like that aspect of it, but um, got some good hits, had some fun, and then just kind of realized that something was missing. Um, There was something I didn't like about it. There was the old school piece of just raw collecting and the enjoyment of collecting, So there were some things that I didn't like. Um, I got to thinking about it a lot. I talked to a few people, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I could do my own breaks and change some things or enhance it and make it more of a community feel. I thought it would be neat if if there was a way to get rid of the cards you didn't want, either sell them real fast or trade them. So I started the break site, but I've always – every once in a while throw out the hashtag, not just a break site or not just breaks – because uh, I really want to do more than that. And that's why I've got a, a thing called Break Club. And uh, we've got a group chat. Um, I don't play games anymore, I don't have time, but uh, I guess Discord is a gaming chat app that people use to play games. And so we kind of hijacked that and turned it into a, a group chat community for uh, breaks and cards and whatnot. So um, that's really where we're doing a lot of that stuff, the buy, sell, trade. Um, we eBay strategies, sales strategies. We do razzes, random drawings, things like that. So I'm really trying to build that community. And breaks are the vehicle for that. But again, um, down the road, I want it to be more than just you know selling brakes. And it's quickly becoming that. But uh, again, it all started in June for me, um, our first break. And if you go back and watch the first videos, uh, they were terrible. Um, I had no YouTube experience, uh, not super tech savvy. So it was... <laughs> It's pretty entertaining if you go back and look. You might even see me throw something once in a while out of frustration. Uh, A couple of times the printer didn't work, uh, microphone issues, whatnot. But uh, again, uh, it started in June and it's snowballed from there. And I'm getting very busy and uh, it's a lot of work behind it, but we're having a lot of fun.
2: Awesome stuff. Oh Ben, it's Dan. Um, Hey, Dan. Just to to say thanks for joining us. Pleasure to have you on the show. I know I've uh, broke with you in the past and um what you were saying about the quality that's certainly definitely improved because the, the the break our watch was was fantastic so <laughs> no problems there. That. <laughs> um right What well, i want to know you said you got you got back into it because you used to collect um is collecting something you still do i know we've, we've spoken to breakers and, and shop owners in the in the past and they've, they've said that it's something they they stopped since they, they they sort of got into breaking and got into owning a shop and what have you and if you do still collect what 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 is it you call that? It's football, baseball?
3: Um, I do still collect. I, it's crazy because I don't buy into my own breaks. And there have been a couple of times I was kind of forced to, to get something to fill. Uh, I don't really like doing it because, I, you know, there's a, on the random.org, there's a verification code, things like that. So it would be really tough to to try to pull anything um, shady, but I, I just don't get in the habit of it. I do buy my own, you know, if I go to Walmart, I'll buy a retail blaster or I may get a spot in somebody else's break here or there. I I do collect still, I guess, but again, probably in line with these other guys you've talked to that not as um, actively as I did, but I'm a huge Yankee fan, uh, 49er fan. So anything Yankees and 49ers, I'll be honest, I don't get as excited as some of the newer collectors that are chasing one of wands and super fractors and um, gem mint graded cards and, and stuff like that. You know, honestly, I'll get on eBay late at night and I'll try to win auctions for, you know, graded mantle cards, Roger Maris, Yogi Berra, things like that. I still love my Montana and Steve Young cards uh, as far as football. So I'll pick up an Aaron Judge once in a while or a Garoppolo or something like that. But, uh, again, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, so I guess it would be safe to say that I don't collect as much as I used to in to answer your question.
1: Hey, Ben, Ryan here. Um, do you ship to the UK?
3: I do. I've got uh, some pretty solid guys in the UK that are um, with me pretty consistently. Of course, uh, uh, you're one. I appreciate everything you do. I wish we could find you some more teams besides the Seahawks. Uh, Jamie, if, Jamie if, if you're listening to this, uh, Jamie Walton, uh, he picks up the Lions and Panthers a lot, uh, mostly the Panthers. With uh, we've, we've Richard, uh, Andy Moore, a couple guys there. Uh, I, I will ship to the UK. Uh, in some cases, the guys are pretty um, reasonable knowing that it's it's more expensive to ship there. Um, so it, we'll kind of have an understanding that, and same thing with some of the people in Canada too, that maybe I only ship every couple of weeks or even once a month. In some cases, if the shipping's, you know, four times more than it would normally be, the guys will be like, hey, you know, I'll pay half. So I'm pretty open to that. And there's some people that have a u.s contacts on the coast that i will ship to them and i'm not sure how it works but i shipped a, a u.s resident and, and uh, then, then they ship them over to the uk so uh, the answer is definitely yes i've had inquiries from people in australia we haven't really pursued that and, and again i do ship to canada too so love you guys i'd love to come visit sometime but uh, i don't know we'll see but yeah definitely you guys have been great to me uh, and yeah, the feedback's been awesome so a few extra dollars to ship to you guys is no big deal really
1: and like I said, I mean, a lot of people um, over here, We, you know, we have U.S. postal addresses. So mm-hmm. we use storage companies. So it really shouldn't be a problem these days at all, really, with with, with, with people breaking with you, you know, that, that, that are in the U.K.
3: Well, while you bring that up, um, I just created a coupon code, and it's just WAX5, W-A-X-5. So any of your uh, listeners and fans and anybody wants um, to take advantage of the code it's good for five percent off everything in your cart so wax five and i made that just for you guys
1: uh thank you very much we'll, we'll get that sure. out to everybody sure excellent stuff
0: uh ben out of all the uh, products you've broken since you you uh you went live back last summer what's been your favorite product to break so far
3: um i love triple threads baseball so that's going to be first on my list um we've pulled some <laughs> great cards out of there um Football, I like immaculate. Um, really, I, I guess when I look at a product, I want to I want to see how much value a, a customer can get out of it. I'm reluctant to buy something that has very few cards in it that is real expensive. I'll do it, but a lot of times I try to mix it with a cheaper product. A um, big deal to me is that somebody gets a mail day, so I, I try to avoid, you know, thirty thirty two team spots where there are six cards. I, I really want to. The goal is to make sure everybody's got a solid mail day as much as possible not always the case um, but again just that effort to try to create value for people but uh, I love anything that's kind of middle tier where you know there's a decent amount of cards not extremely base heavy but again some some decent hits and uh, um, and not napkins I, I hate napkins if you know what I mean just the generic yeah. plain relic where you don't know if it came from JJ. Watts jersey or if it maybe came from grandmother's couch cushion you have no idea so really looking for good patches things like that but uh,
2: following on from that then ben um we talked about your favorite products is there a, s- a single card you can remember that you would say is the best card you've ever pulled from a break
3: i'd say by far the best card has been um in triple threads again um and it was kind of bittersweet because again as a yankee fan uh, for my buddy Randy, who is stationed in Alaska, uh, what's up, Randy, because I'm sure you'll listen, um, it was a triple-threads DECA book with uh, 10 Yankee relics in it. So, wow. um, yeah, everybody from, I think it was Winfield, Henderson, Mattingly. Uh, is my favorite player. Jeter, Pettit, uh, again, some pretty historic Yankees there. So, uh, by far, and that was the most difficult to ship because I was like, wow. <laughs> and also triple-threads. Um, we had a triple auto of Jeter, Rivera, and Andy Pettit. So those are probably two that stick out the most. I know people love Otani. We've pulled, I don't know, four or five Otanis. We've pulled a couple of Trout Autos. One of them was a, pat- a patch numbered to five. Um, of course, newer product, we've pulled our shares of Barkley and Mayfield, things like that. But uh, that uh, that Yankees book with the 10 patches by far stands out brilliant yeah that sounds right up my alley i have to say <laughs>
1: <laughs> um ben ryan again we we've had uh there were lots of guests on the show from from big collectors in the states to, to to breakers to guys that are, are being around sort of the media side of the hobby um we kind of uh, always ask the same question about if there is there one thing that you would change about the hobby uh, uh, and what would it be
3: sure um I'd say any changes I would have, ironically, would be more geared towards uh, the collectors and the customers. Um, I think we would all admit there are some things that need improved on. Um, I don't like manufactured patches. I think sometimes um, we, you hear the term uh, manufactured scarcity, things like that. I will say from the breaker standpoint, at least from my point of view, I find it frustrating, especially here locally, I've got some pretty solid guys that um, have been in this industry for thirty years, and they've taken on the internet and one. they've taken on eBay and they're still you know in business. They've taken on breakers still in business, but these guys aren't getting the allocations they need with you know thirty years under their belt. and I see I'll call them quote, corporate breakers guys doing. 100 case breaks, 20 case breaks, 10 case breaks. And, uh, you know, I've tried to get some product from my local guys because obviously it's cheaper for me. But, you know, they're say, hey, I got allocated nothing or I got allocated one case. And I see these other guys with these huge quantities. And I don't want the reaction to that to be more product because that cheapens everything. And we'll be back in the late 80s again, um, breaking 88 tops. I certainly don't want that, but I think they're – needs to be spread out a little better but at the same time every day there's a new breaker it seems so again my main priority would be the customer and making sure that they're getting a a fair shake and i think each step you go up the price goes up and at the level i'm at I, i don't order directly from the the manufacturer or anything so i've been in some situations where it's frustrating because as someone that promotes value for the customer i i see people that you know their total spots are cheaper than what i paid for the product and it it bugs me so i think there are some things that need fixed uh, i'd also like to see some more licenses granted because i'm not a huge fan of of no logos and and no team name
0: no i think we'd all agree with you on, on those points definitely so yeah, this year we've had in the NFL, uh, Patrick Mahomes has really taken over as um, as the star in the hobby, so to speak. Uh, we've got the Barclays and the Mayfields, but that's always the, the rookie phenomenon that's come out. Uh, do you think there's one player in the NFL that could, could break out next season the way that Mahomes has this year?
3: I still think uh, somebody like Sam Darnold, I think there was a lot of hype with him. I think the Jets underperformed. I'm curious to see what he does with a new coach and maybe a few more weapons. Uh, I think he did show flashes of brilliance um, some, at some point in time. And then, you know, he kind of defaulted to playing like a rookie. So I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I really like Dante Pettis from the 49ers. And really, I'd like to see um, Garoppolo as a Niners fan live up to the hype, you know, and have a full season under his belt with some solid weapons and and see what he can do, especially with, Kittle and Brita and whoever else they get but um, those are a couple I'm looking at and uh, you know the, the no-brainers like Barkley and Mayfield they'll be okay but uh, those are a couple guys I'm, I'm curious to see what they do.
0: So you're telling me that the uh, Dante Pettis collection that, I, that I've got a little one ongoing here being a, a Huskies fan as well as a Seahawks fan I should hold on to it for next year then I can uh, sell them to you for a, for a fat profit?
3: uh i might i might get you some break credit maybe but uh yeah.
0: <laughs> break credit where i when i see the randoms i seem to come out i think of the two draft ones that we went into where i, I just threw the money to yours where i, I came out 32nd and 31st pick so the only way is up mate the only way is up sure yeah
2: <laughs> you talked a little bit about the um the other things that you're trying to create with with Midwest and the the, the breakers could be touched on and the, and the Discord chat and, and what have you. Um, looking into the future, what 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 have you got? Anything coming up with um, Midwest? What what does the future hold for Midwest? Any exciting plans that that are in the in the offing?
3: You know, everything's wide open. I, you know, I, I told you before that I don't want to be just a break site. Um, I'm I've gotten to the point where I've started to make decisions based on the fact that I do want to do this long-term where at first I thought, you know, let's see where it goes. And then I kind of grew to a position where I thought, you know, what if I'm not having fun, I can walk away. But now I've I've come to a point where I've started to order, you know, little giveaway items and and things with my name and logo on them. I've got plans to go to national. Um, I'm always looking for partnerships. Um, We've got an agreement with freedom cardboard, and honestly, I'm one person, so there are a lot of things that I haven't had time to pursue. I think with the creation of that Discord chat room and a couple solid right-hand guys uh, in Troy Beach and uh, Coach Terry, that uh, they're helping me out, and it's getting to a point where if I get a little bit of help—and I mean in, in-person help and virtual help—you know, my customers and my admins and, and my moderators and stuff—I'm going to get to a point where I can I can start to build. At this point. I haven't worried about the money because I I believe that if you're passionate about something, the money will be there. So really at this point, it's all about just bringing customers in and creating awareness. And then we get to a point where, you know, do I want to do it full time? Do we want to bring more people on? Do I want to work out of a building? Uh, I would like, and if anybody's listening, I would like better access to product um, and eliminate a couple people in between us. And I've got some things I want to explore with that. Um, there are a lot of great breakers out there, and I'm open to you know, some kind of partnerships or relationships with them. I think I'm at the point where the brand has grown enough that I wouldn't want to be you know, corporate breaker, Indiana affiliate or anything like that. I, I want to stay away from that, and hopefully this makes sense, and I'm sure you guys understand. I don't want to get too big. I don't want to be one of those sites that I don't know who you are. Um, If your kid collects, I want to be able to remember that I want to be able to, you know, if I open my own cards or my own packs and I see a a great looking card in my head, I already know who PCs that, that team or that player. And I don't want to lose that because as you get bigger and busier, you can only fit so much information in your brain, especially when you drink alcohol. So (laughs) sometimes I'm forced to do because of, you know, the nature of this work. <laughs> I guess there's a middle ground somewhere where I, I want to make sure I still am engaged with everybody and I get a lot of, a lot of feedback from people that they like that and I still want to do things for kids and charity and things like that. I, again, I don't want to be one of those sites that is going to list 10 huge breaks at once and you know it looks like we're, we're breaking from a sterile hospital room and it's just cold and, and dry and, and no engagement if that makes any sense to you guys.
1: It makes perfect me. sense to me because I think I yeah. that's a fantastic vision of of breaking. I think it fits right in with what we have been involved in and what we're trying to do with the UK community.
2: Sure, yeah, I'd follow on from that and say that obviously in the UK it isn't it not the biggest marketplace. It certainly isn't the marketplace that it is in the states. So we're quite a quite a niche community. I would I would say and it, and it. it Rings, rings bells in, in, in my head that it's exactly like it is over here. So Sure. Uh, I keep
3: hearing rumors that you guys are getting a team. Possibly. <laughs> um, can we vote over here who we want to send you? Because I'll send you the Raiders right now.
1: <laughs> Final question for you, Ben. Um, uh, if you're building the Mount Rushmore of, of, of sports hobby products of, that you think are just the ones... Uh, uh, what products would they be?
3: Well, I think you definitely have to have tops Baseball on there. Um, they are, especially the flagship product, um, to me, and I know there were some companies before early on, but I think tops, anything tops Baseball has to be up there. Um, I mean, for, for me at least, it's an American icon. I think they definitely need to be there. Um, there are some newer things that have uh, struck with, collectors a lot, too. I know people love contenders. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff that's come out of contenders, so contenders football would be on there. Um, boy, that's tough. Um, uh, you know what? It, I don't collect hockey, but uh, based on you know their relationship and how they change some of the, the baseball card industry and the fact that they do play such a major role in hockey, I'd say Upper Deck needs to be on there at some point. And I guess for the for purpose of the question, upper deck hockey would be on there. And then, uh, you know what? I I don't think I would ever put Panini on there because I just, I, <laughs> and and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I, you know, I sell their their product, but uh, I think there's some opportunities there. The, I would love to see somebody take them over and kind of change some of that. But I guess um, another football product. Uh, probably immaculate I guess just because they've put you know when you do get a hit it's it's a pretty nice hit mm-hmm. so and I don't think they cut any corners either so I think I think that would that'd be the four but the biggest one being I guess tops baseball that would be my George Washington if that makes any sense
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely
3: there we go gentlemen
0: that's uh, Ben from uh, Midwest box breaks uh, you can follow him on Twitter uh he follows us we'll often chat backs and forth between there and as he kindly mentioned earlier he has got a discount code for people that listen to our show which is was it wax five ben
3: yep just w-a-x and the number five
0: lowercase yeah. wax five great excellent stuff well it's been uh, awesome to uh, finally catch up with you in person so to speak ben uh we've we've chatted a lot through your breaks and stuff when i'm working nights and, uh, yeah, I'll be perching the Seahawks uh, like we spoke about half an hour ago in a couple of the upcoming break. So I'll do that before I, uh, I go to work in the morning. So that's that's the job done. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I'm sure all the guys here have appreciated it. Yeah, I'll course. be at the National in uh, Chicago. So we'll definitely catch up there. And we'll possibly partake in some of this alcohol drinking you tell me about. Because I've never tried that myself. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how things go, mate. Cheers, all Ben. Right, have a good one, mate. Right, let's move on to uh, a little bit of debate now. It's Super Bowl Sunday coming up. The uh, New Orleans Saints. Oh, no, it's not. It's the St. Louis Rams. It's not the St. Louis Rams. It's the Los Angeles Rams, even, against uh, the evil empire of the New England Patriots. Start of the season, uh, episode one, which seems so long ago now. Uh, We all made Super Bowl predictions. Gents, who do we think would be in the Super Bowl this year?
2: I went for the Patriots. Tick, and I also went for the Saints and feel I got a little
0: bit screwed out of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> OK, so you, you nearly got it spot on, Dan? Nearly. Only nearly. Are you sure? Because I think if you'd have predicted that, you'd have been blowing your trumpet last weekend before the Games. But uh, That's not my style. <laughs> oh, yeah, no less the trumpets attached to Jeremy Shockey's jockstrap anyway that's for uh... <laughs> right, sure well we'll go back and investigate episode one tomorrow at some point and see if that's right but if so Dan gets a, a good tick for that one uh, Ryan who did you predict it would be in this year's Super Bowl? so I predicted it would be Patriots and Rams Patriots and Rams good lord look at that I know. Got, see,
1: got one right this season. Got one right.
0: Yeah, because your your predictions you don't normally do too well, do they? We oh, won't bring been, up. Uh,
1: it's been bad. It's been bad.
0: We won't bring up the uh, the Brigham Young versus Wisconsin no. prediction. You can't go in the season. No. I will be siling uh, prints of that of that screenshot at some point in the near future when we <laughs> when we go live into the uh, memorabilia market. <laughs> Uh, I went for the Saints and the Steelers as well because I thought this would be the year that the Patriots finally uh, found it a little bit too much for them. But uh, I think the Patriots have benefited this year from there being a very level playing field with no teams really coming through uh, as anyone hoped. So there's no real great teams. The Rams seem to peak quite early and they've not been as good as they have been second half of the season. Uh, guys, who do you think is going to win this game and why? Let's start with uh, Mr. Dan Hewitt. Uh, Hands down for me, Patriots. And I want to just pull you up on something
2: you just said. There's no great teams. I think there is one, and I think they're the ones that are going to win the Super Bowl. They've had an absolutely bang-average season with the record. Um, However, as soon as it gets to playoff football time, they just turn into a different football team. It's almost like you're watching Robots um, and I can understand why people don't like it. I, I can understand why people don't enjoy the, the Patriots being on top year after year. Um, to put it into to context for the, some of the UK listeners, it's, it's pretty much why everybody hates Man United in football because it, it's it's just boring seeing the same team win. Um, I think the difference is, for me, with, with the, what the Patriots are doing is I appreciate it a little bit more in that we're, we're witnessing history every year. Every time they win one, every time they win another ring, it, it shouldn't happen. Like it's it's The league is set up so that it shouldn't be possible and yet th- th- they find a way. Um, I had a conversation in the week um, about the Patriots and the, the, the man I was talking to suggested that as long as Brady and Belichick are still together, we might as well just sack off the draft because it's achieving absolutely nothing. What it's supposed to achieve is literally level the playing field and yet, it just the Patriots don't need draft picks. Just let them get on with it. Let them do the thing. They'll pick the players up that they want. They'll, they'll mould them the way they want, and then they'll they'll go and win another Super Bowl next year. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's it, it, it's nice to be able to say that you've lived through that time when you've seen it. You, you'll probably never see it again. So I'm uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Patriots just because I'd like to see them. I'd like to see make history win a sixth, and probably go down as the greatest the, the greatest dynasty team
0: of all time where football's concerned in my mind Ryan what's, uh, who do you want to win and who do you think will win on Sunday
1: well it can. Uh, the reason why I actually picked uh, the Patriots Rams um, in um, episode 1 is for the simple reason they're my two most hated teams um, in the National Football League um, Patriots for uh, just the general reasons everybody else does nobody likes winners um, uh, and the Kraft family um, but the other one is because of 99 um, Titans lost to the Rams in Super Bowl ninety nine by one one yard. One goddamn yard. And not only that, you know what really oh, is the amount of people that are now in the Hall of Fame from that team. Uh the greatest show on turf, which I don't think they were, Kurt Warner in the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame by one yard. Um so I don't really like the Rams, I don't really like the Patriots, all that side. Um, Bill Pellicek is the greatest coach of all time that's the reason Um, it doesn't matter because he builds teams um, that he wants in the positions he wants in the way that he plays and he outwits every single coach and has done in the league actually to be honest for probably the last three decades before he was even at the Patriots and he was doing it when he was at the Giants Um, uh, and I don't think we'll actually see a coach like him ever again um, so I think you should just sit back and enjoy it. it my my thing is, it is they've got to get to Brady. That's they they have to. But they, it's not just about the outside. It's the inside. That's how you get to Brady. It's how the Seahawks managed to be quite successful against Brady. It's how Atlanta were um, managed to be successful against Brady before they shit their pants at halftime. Um, <laughs> so uh, Michael Brockers, he's going to need to be absolutely epic on Sunday it's not even probably a name that a lot of people are reading about but for me Michael Brockers has got to be the one that's got to be play absolutely epic the other big two things that I just want to pick up on one Todd Gurley um is he healthy because it doesn't look like he is and I think that the Rams are um a hugely disadvantaged when they can't get the ball on the outside um they've got Anderson who can you know scoot up the middle he's an interior runner he you know, he's got power, gets up the inside, but they need Todd Gurley to, 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 to give defences something else to look at. Um, and I think if he, he is 100%, he's key for them to winning. The other thing that was interesting thing that I picked up, um, and I don't know whether you guys did, but um, is it, 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 if you're watching a Super Bowl, you know, watch out for this one. Here's a, here's a geek one for you it's the 15 second rule. So, um, coaches can talk to their quarterbacks up to the 15-second clock, right? Um, and John McVeigh is always, always, always talking. Always talking um, um, to Goff. And the reason is, is because basically he's calling out what the defense is doing. And what they d- traditionally do is, when it gets down to 15 seconds, they will snap. They snap the ball. And so that doesn't give an opportunity for the defense to then change their play after the 15 seconds. And so, so, watch out for that one, and I think that the Patriots will do anything that they can to give looks give reads and if it 's not snapped on that fifteen seconds you 'll see they 're moving about every single time because they 'll give one look in the first fifteen seconds, and they 'll give another look straight after that to confuse what Goff is doing um, so just look out for that one it 's quite interesting if they if they If they can get that going then then the Rams have a chance but yeah, I don't think you can stop Brady. That's unless you get inside pressure, and even then, you could sack him three times, and he can come back and he can win the game. Um, but uh, I do. F- I think the Patriots will win. I don't think the Rams are all what they are made up to be without a hundred percent fit dog Gurley.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, um, we had a discussion in the chat earlier today about about this game and the way it's going and I believe a point that I brought up that, that you guys both agree with, I'm sure you, you will even, even now, is that should the Rams win, then then Jeff Fisher should get a ring because he's responsible for them being at the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Because he, he he managed to turn all these high draft picks they've had for years and years into losing season, into every year for the last seven, eight years, they've been picking in, in the top six, seven draft picks. Yeah. They've had the most stacked roster in the in, basically in the NFL, Mavet's come along. I'm, I'm sure he is. He's a decent coach, but he's getting filleted like he's bloody Vince Lombardi himself by everyone. And it's as we said in our chat earlier t- today with the roster the Rams have got. If the three of us appeared on the sign I'm sure we could get them to the to the playoffs with that roster. They've got so many talented players there, and when you've got a quarterback on his rookie contract where he's earning, even though he, he was a higher draft pick first round draft pick so he's on four or five million dollars a year against the cap when Goff is um eligible next year for a 25 30 million dollar contract it's be interesting to see what they can do then because i, I think their window is only a small one for the rams uh, patriots yeah belichick is the greatest coach of all time brady is the greatest quarterback of all time um a lot of people don't want the Patriots to win. I actually do want the Patriots to win because the Rams are in the Seals division. And, uh, yeah, one more ring for for Brady and Belichick. Their legacy continues, but I just don't want the Rams to, to win it, unfortunately. You know, uh, I think the Patriots will win as well. I think it'll be a close game. Interesting fact that every single Patriots Super Bowl win, they've never won a, a Super Bowl by more than six points. So that's quite a, It's not going to be a blowout by any means. They just seem to just do enough. So thoughts go back to Super Bowl 49 where they beat my Seahawks in the last second with the uh, Russell Wilson interception, a play that I've still not watched back and I will never watch back till the day I die. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we digress on that. That's the only Super Bowl that I've watched where I've been extremely drunk because I was in Seattle for that and all the bars were filling up. You had to get into the bar at 9 o'clock in the morning. And by the time the game came along, I was rather uh, lubricated, shall we say. And I don't remember much of that game at all, just the uh, interception after and after the game. Uh, Found my best mate back here, he's a Patriots fan, uh, big fan of the show, I'll be watching the game round his on on Sunday night. And I congratulated him, so it's all good, but uh, yeah, very disappointing. So I think we're all... Going for a Patriots victory on Sunday, we might have egg on our face on Monday. But congratulations to Ryan on predicting this year's Super Bowl. Uh, if he can pass on tomorrow's hundred and five million pound Euro millions numbers <laughs> to me before we go off of air, <laughs> I'd also appreciate that. And I'll, I'll treat you boys to the best postcard you can get from Hawaii when I get out there. So. <laughs> right then, that's our Super Bowl predictions done. It's time to move on to Ask Dan one hobby related question and one wildcard question for the group to chip in on our hobby related question this week uh, especially for people in the uk that buy a lot of cards on ebay most of the cards that we we purchase are from uh sellers in the united states which means that auctions often run out in the middle of the night dan are there any apps or options available for people to uh put bids in that will uh just snipe a bit, as they call it, in in the last few seconds to uh to save them having to stay up through the night? Um yeah, loads of them. <laughs>
2: um I won't sit here and, and run through them all, but I can tell you how you can find them. So if, literally if you just go onto to uh, if you go onto Google um and type something along the lines of eBay Snipe Bidder, um it's gonna bring you hundreds of thousands of results um, of different ones. As an example, there's one called Bid Napper, Um costs you fifty pounds a year for unlimited unlimited snipes. Um probably only gonna be value if dependence on dependence on how much how much use you're gonna get out of it, really. Um what they do is um, you put your max bid in and then it will enter that max bid for you with seconds remaining in the auction, so that you know, the chances of you getting outbid bid are, are slightly less. Um are they value for I mean, there are there are other ways of doing it if uh, if you don't want to stay up. Um, but um, when we were talking about this, as, as Ryan pointed out, it, it potentially prevents shield bidding, which is why a lot of people use them. So uh, that can only be a good thing. So we're not getting overly inflated prices um,
0: that we that we probably shouldn't be paying for cards. So, yep, yeah, there you go. Exactly, perfect, and uh, great. Uh, explanation there from mr hewitt right wild card question time um quite a tame one this episode uh, so we don't get shut down <laughs> uh right then gentlemen uh if you're having a night out with jeremy shocky no we're only kidding dan we're not going down that route just yet <laughs> gentlemen what are the best and worst pizza toppings let's start with the uh, stoke area with mr dan hewitt again right nice and simple the best is pepperoni and the worst and people that, people
2: that put this on pizza like, are just a disgrace as pineapple.
0: It's it's fruit. It's, it shouldn't be on a pizza. It's just gross. Spoken like a true northerner. Ryan, what are your best and worst uh, pizza toppings?
1: Pepperoni. Can't be pepperoni, extra chilli on top, and parmesan. Boom. Um, but at uni, uh, we used to have uni pizza, Perry Bar, Birmingham, who used to do um, a chicken kebab and tikka pizza which was epic, like absolutely epic, it was particularly when you're actually smashed about four o'clock in the morning. That was epic pizza. Um, I don't think there is a wrong topping on pizza, but I'm not a big fan of putting egg on pizza. That seems to be a big thing, you go to Pizza Express and add that Florentine pizza. I'm not quite sure yeah. what the eggs do in there. but
0: Okay. Uh, best pizza toppings, uh, again, pepperoni. You can't go wrong with pepperoni. I like spinach with mine as well. It probably goes against Dan's... Uh, <laughs> against Dan's life values there by putting a green vegetable on a pizza as well, it's probably bad. Yeah, that's but not
2: right either. that's not right either. You're correct. No, no, it's
0: really nice. But uh, <clears throat> on my cricket club so we go to the Isle of Wight every year, and the hotel we stay at uh, they offer uh, quite a strange pizza, but one that really works. Uh, they do fish finger pizza, and surprisingly, it it works, boys. It yeah, works.
1: Bit tartar sauce.
0: Yeah, a bit of tart sauce drizzled across the top as well. Oh yeah, with uh, but there's a layer of pepperoni underneath underneath it, and the fish fingers mixed amongst it. Very good, very very cheap <laughs> and very nasty. Worst pizza topping, worst food in the world is olives. Anyone that eats olives is just a horrible nasty person. That's that's the view of like, olives are just the most foul and disgusting thing on this earth. I'm sure Ryan's going to say he sits there with with pitted olives on the sofa and he and his glass of Merlot, but but for me no no obviously, Pinot Pinot,
1: Pinot, Noir Pinot Noir Pinot Noir
0: Noir, obviously yeah what what day is Beaujolais day this year Ryan you've got that planned in your diary already or
1: every Friday night my friend
0: (laughs) yeah I bet it is bloody hell so there we go that's uh, our best and worst pizza toppings which will bring the show to an almost close just got a couple of items to bring up now Uh, Ryan what can you tell us about the uh, the charity Razz we've got going on at the moment
1: yeah so um people who regularly listen to the show will know that we did uh we tried to hand at prospecting very badly we did set a very low limit of under 10 dollars a card and what we decided to do we said at the end of the season we, we would um we would uh, do a big draw and um and get rid of them f- and raise some money for charity and so far we've raised nearly over 120 quid on our draw we've added lots of different prizes and other guys have got involved as well so that's going actually fantastically well and um, and I will be doing that draw on Sunday just before the Super Bowl
0: Excellent I believe Dan wants to give us a, a, a non-footballing shout
2: I, I do indeed yes um, this past week um, prior to us recording uh, one of the greatest baseball players I ever got to uh, see play in the flash was inducted into the hall of fame um Mariano Rivera his name is a um, bit of a mixed emotions with regards to him getting inducted into the hall of fame um he absolutely should be there he's the the greatest player in his position ever um hands down there's nobody there's nobody that can touch him um, i mean running through some of his stats 652 saves over a 19 year career five world titles for the yankees his postseason performances is where he got like absolutely dominant he finished 8 and 1 in the postseason with a 0.70 era in 96 appearances he recorded 42 postseason saves 14 of those were of two innings and the best bit about the 14 being of two innings it's more two-inning saves in those 19 years that he played than all the relievers in the league combined managed between them. So absolutely, he, he is 100% a Hall of Fame player. The the knock-on effect of it is he got into the Hall unanimously. Um Every single person who had a vote said that, yes, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, It's probably absolutely right, but the amount of players that have gone before him, the amount of greats that didn't get in unanimously um, is shocking. So players like Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, none of those sort of players got in unanimously. So I'd have probably liked to have seen at least one person say no to him. Um, Just because... You know, if those players don't deserve to get in
0: unanimously, then neither does he, really. Um, but congrats, Mo, superb player. Right then, gentlemen, another fun episode as well. Next episode, we'll be into double figures. Um, always a pleasure to chat. Do we have any last words before we uh, come off here? Happy collecting. Yeah, just just thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> thanks all for listening. We'll be back uh, after the Super Bowl uh, to fill in the gaps in your non-NFL time. Have a good one, gentlemen. Take care. Be safe out there in the States. We know you've got some pouring back at the time. Uh, could be worse. You could always be living in Stoke.